This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Meantime, it is 5.41. It's time for Trending Today, where we're taking you back to your childhood and asking, what's the dumbest thing you believed as a child? So this is a cute one. It's um, it's floating around on X, uh, pictures folder posted on X asking users, what's the dumbest thing they believed as children? And the answers are so funny. It also took me back to my own childhood and the kind of things that you believed often with Really, no proof or no verification, just because it seemed logical. So if we look at, um, actually, this one is something that I immediately thought of. Tarsiso says, I was sure that if I swallowed a watermelon seed, a watermelon would grow in my stomach. Um, I used to be really worried that if you swallowed an orange seed, that an orange tree would grow up your gut and out of your mouth. And I, I remember a many a sleepless night where I had accidentally swallowed a seed and I stayed up all night worried that this would happen. And I remember exactly who the source of this was as well. My grandfather told me this. So it's a grandfather story. It was a literal grandfather story, <laughs> yes. Why would your grandfather do that? I don't know. A lot of these stories that um, adults tell you, presumably because they're funny or they, they, they sort of teach you to behave well, can often have sort of long-lasting effects where kids believe these nonsense things for quite a while. Right. So the, I guess, you know, the generous spin on it is your grandfather didn't want you swallowing too many orange seeds or sure. any seeds. That, uh, at for that. choking hazard reasons. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so instead of explaining the scientific rationale for it or the medical rationale for it, uh, or, you know, limiting it to something as simple as, you'll get a tummy ache if you do this. So, you know, uh, they go for the most extreme thing as a way of disciplining you. I, I, I do think that, that parents uh, often are the purveyors of these... <laughs> bad, you know, um, ways of thinking about the world. Um, but it's also, I think, in in pop, sorry, in popular culture. Yeah, uh, cartoons, movies. <coughs> I mean, the number of kids who've tried to leap off high places with a sheet tied to their back thanks to Superman. Yeah, so I have a story from my <laughs> youth that includes uh, such um, a misadventure and it involved a cartoon called Huckleberry Hound. Oh, I loved Huckleberry Hound. Hound, right? And remember in the opening credits, he... Uh, takes his scooter up a circus pole and then, you know, and anyway, I thought my tricycle could do the same, that I could cycle <laughs> up a wall. And instead, what I did was I fell backwards and cut the back of my head. Oh, my God, Sharad, I would not have thought. I don't know why I just imagined very much you, just small. So knowing that, <laughs> that you were a, a, just, a, just a sort of very official-sounding, data-driven data child, <laughs> not uh, not this whimsical kid who tried to cycle up a wall. I, I love the story. I, I still have an inner life that is, you know, full of whimsy. But yes, <laughs> I think science is very important. And I, th no, I think the one thing about, you know, my parenting was that um, my mother... In particular, my father as well, but my mother in particular was never given to uh, spinning these stories. I mean, she—I mean, she's not a scientist. My mother was a—you know—is a woman of literature. Uh, she was a teacher, uh, but you know, I—I I didn't get that. I didn't get those kind of stories. I didn't get my mother trying to frighten me. I think she always spoke to me like I was an adult. Speaking of stories, um, the tweets that were posted in response to this question are real gold. B. L. Smith says. 
I believed that my high school friends would just evaporate after 12th grade. Someone said to me ninth, said that to me in 9th grade and that's all I thought about for four years. Turns out 20 years later, I still know all 10 of them. I see them every week for bonfires and movie nights. This actually the whole... Actually, what does my friend do after school is at a certain age, probably something many people had odd ideas about because your life is the only life you know. Yeah, but because you could you could ask your friends, what did you do? You know, I used to think teachers lived in school. When I was in pri- yeah, I, I thought they had no other lives or purpose except to sit in school and teach us. I used to think they lived in school. You know, so that can, you know, that's very interesting because it really does come back to the to the way that children learn about the world. You know, what is them, what's not them, uh, the lives of others. They learn empathy. They learn that you know, yeah, the teachers are never just teachers and so on and so forth. Uh, but I, I think that sometimes, you know, like superstition, like so grateful, right? That lightning and thunder, when it rained, meant God was angry. Ah, uh, So it's okay. okay so, so I, the, my grandmother told me <coughs> that uh, the same thing. So Hinduism, um, that lightning and thunder was when the gods were doing something or having a war or something along those lines. Yeah, so I grew up with enough atheists in my family uh, to, to <laughs> never have these kinds of things repeated, you know, in any kind of uh, setting in the family because, uh, you know, the, the atheists would, you know, would uh, not only get very angry, but I mean, they would definitely kind of put me right on this. So, um, yes, I never have those kind of quasi-religious notions uh, that a lot of children had. I like this one. Night Auli says, I used to think in my childhood that whoever was taller was older and so considered my cousin older than her mother. Oh, that's a nice this, one. This sounds really cute. It also sounds like child logic, you know, that if you're taller, you have to be older. Um, and therefore, Child logic being, meaning illogical. Illogical, but it makes a sort of sense in your head because you associate height with growing up in adulthood. Which is, I guess, in some sense, true to, to, to yes. some extent, right? I mean... On, on in an aggregate sense, that would be true that as you grow up, you grow taller and therefore age and, and height have a correspondence. Right? Yes. So we are talking about um, childhood illogical beliefs, really, and asking you, what's the dumbest thing you believed as a child? This is a question that's being asked on X. Do weigh in. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Begin Fun Moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.49. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And on Trending Today, we've been talking about things we believed as children. Um, or more specifically, what's the dumbest thing you believed as a child? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a number of thoughts coming in. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm really... <laughs> I'm really excited with these because clearly I wasn't the only overly imaginative and kind of dumb child around. Um, Naomi says, I used to believe that the postman's name was P. Osman because my parents called him that. Only realized that my parents made it up when I got older. Oh, cruel parents, Naomi, you had. I mean, this is something I think that um, older people do. I don't know, but just parents. But they like to play with their children, right? And I think the idea is at some point the child gets clear in on this and um, if it's not overly cruel it, it can be a source of children sort of learning that the world is full of play and some of it is wordplay. And that's funny and, and I think this is actually super cute um, 
I used to similarly think that like people were named after their profession. So the Roti Man, that's his name and not his job. Like Roti Man. What's because my name? grandmother used to just <clears throat> refer to them as their jobs. Oh, Roti Man is here. Rather than the Roti Man, right? Right. Yeah. So I have this thing where I, you know, I think it's just misunderstanding words. And um, uh, you know that song, My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean? Yes. I heard it as my body lies over oh the ocean. Gosh, and I just had a reoccurring nightmare in which my body is adrift uh, and drifts away from me. That, so, that turned really dark really fast. I know. I was a, so I had an imagination too, and I was pretty dumb <laughs> as a child. And I thought, because I, I think Bonnie was not a word I no, was... No, and, and that's true, actually. Unless you knew that it was a name, mm. you wouldn't know what that was. Yeah, my, I guess my Bonnie's my lover, right? Yeah. Somebody I love, right? My Bonnie. Also. We mm. have a voice note that's come in. This is from Shazwan. Hi, BFM. Um, I think there's one. Um... You don't come home late after playing at a playground uh, because when it's night or some say uh, or our uh, Muslim says uh, at uh, Maghrib, uh, ghosts will come and uh, catch you and hit you somewhere. Usually that is some believable story like uh, at the time because sometimes people do missing at that time of the day uh, and then it's always big kids <laughs> Shazwan thank you for that you know I think many people have versions of this and and I believe I firmly believe that this is rooted in just telling kids not to stay out after dark it's a safety tip disguised as a story. Yeah, but it's also one that, and I mean, not to knock, you know, parents for using this because they, they probably heard it too as a child. But if you have a belief system that accommodates things like goals and ghouls and stuff, of course you're going to use it, right? And you might actually believe that this is true. I mean, um, I, I unfortunately came from a family that didn't have this kind of thing, or at least we weren't allowed to uh, promote it. We also have, this is a good one, Azami saying, tiny people living in transistor radio. Azami, I used to think that the toilet had tiny people living inside it, sort of filling in water, pulling on pumps so that it would work. So you're not alone there. Sharad just giving me looks as if my body lies over the ocean was more acceptable. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it was a weird image that I had to hold in my head for such a long time. But yeah, I mean, I think the way... Television works as well, right? Yes, yes. All all mechanisms yeah. can have tiny people living inside. <laughs> we have a caller on the line. Uh, good evening, Govin. What are your thoughts? Hi, good evening. Yeah, so, um, you know, there's all sorts of crazy things that we used to think as a kid, right? But one of those things that me and my sisters used to think very much is that when we look at old photos, when you look at old movies, right, we used to think the world runs in black and white. Oh. <laughs> and somewhere along the line, someone invented color pencils, or something along that line, and they just started to paint the world in colours. <laughs> At what age did you realise that your great-grandparents and grandparents actually had lived in colour? <laughs> I, I can't really pinpoint when it was, but it's just like, you know, growing up, they used to show you pictures of um, themselves in old age, my parents' old photos, and then we used to watch old Tamil movies and all that. It's always like, oh, this is how it was, black and white. They didn't know red, <laughs> they didn't know blue, it's just black and white. 
That's really cute. Shira, did you have? Well, you know, Govind, I mean, you know, I grew up in the time when television was in black and white. So I, you know, <laughs> my window on the world was in fact in black and white. It took a couple of years. I think it was only when I was a teenager that color television really came and became big and we had color television uh, sets. So, yeah, I mean, I can sympathize with you, actually, um, that, you know, you might actually, as a child growing up, you might think the world outside. Yeah, world, black because and white. you believe what you see, right? Thank you for calling, Govin, and that's actually such a such a cute and relatable story. Uh, we have others as well. Um, okay, a couple of um, a couple of childhood bits of advice. We have Chris saying, "When I was a kid, I was told never to point at the moon; otherwise, my ear would be cut off." I have no idea how or why I believe that. That one I cannot make any sense of. Don't point at the moon; your ear would get cut off. Yeah, that's uh, because what is the? Let's we want to unpack it and decode it for the the adult rationale that you know. But what is it? I mean, I, I honestly, this just feels like night? an adult playing with Chris. <laughs> yeah, like making up something to scare him. Yeah, so scared, being scared, I think, is really part of the the one of the joys of being a child. I mean, I remember loving ghost stories, even though I didn't believe them; uh, they existed. I loved. Uh, uh, hearing them and then because I love being scared Michael um, okay I will preface this by saying I cannot fully read your message in its complete form Michael says when I was small I was told that if I ate cooked eggs that were more than a day old my um, male parts would be enlarged I actually believed it late into my teens so again this one seems to be rooted in some bit of logic, like don't eat old food, essentially. Yeah, yeah except I, the versions I heard would be to shrink <laughs> rather than large. <laughs> and uh, Lee Jun says, my grandfather once told me that if I ate too much soy sauce, my pimples would turn black. Yeah, so that actually sounds like this weird thing that's uh, both kind of medical advice. It might actually be believed, right? Uh, that uh, the food you eat and the color they might dispense to your body. I don't know. So the whole dumbest thing I believed as a kid has now almost definitively turned into things my adults adults in my life told me. Because Mizi says, my mom and my grand-aunt used to warn us not to sit immediately on a seat that was just recently vacated by someone else, or otherwise we'd contract any disease that person might have. This was especially dangerous if the seat was still warm. We were told to cool it off by patting it before we sat on it. Of course, we'd get a glare from my mom uh, when the patting was done noisily. Omizi, you know, my entire childhood was uh, a series of banging on seats while people trying to either dispense the bad ong or the bad chi or the whatever that the warm seat was, right? And um, it, I, I, I remember that being a real so this common thing. practice. I, I didn't know. Oh, you didn't? Ah. So I think it disappeared because you'd even go on public transport and people would be patting seats <laughs> because, yeah, they were, I mean... To cool it um, down and, and yeah, remove the, the chi, disease. Yeah, because the chi was not going to go through your palm of your hand, apparently. But it would go if you put your bum on the seat. We have another voice note that's come in. This is Ezekiel. Hello, BFM. Ezekiel here. So uh, I, this is going to be a bit hard to describe. But when I was younger, uh, and my mom used to cook fish fillets, you know how when they cut, kind of like how you get... Uh, salmon now uh, so she used to cook tengiri fried, fried tengiri fish in those flat fillets and I used to crack my head and wonder how those fish actually look like in the ocean and she would offhandedly say that they were basically just stacked with each other and in my mind 
stacking meant uh, vertical stacking. So yeah, I basically thought those fish were this kind of uh, moving uh, swimming cylinders and I couldn't just understand how their faces looked like. Yeah. Ezekiel, I, you know, you remind me of all those children who think um, chickens look like nuggets because that's the only form they've ever consumed it in. I can completely imagine this happening. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the supermarket and the supermarket presentation of uh, produce, poultry, you know, like being, and you know, cows and whatever it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's really distorted our view of the world. Though, I don't know. I mean, don't children have picture books and don't they grow up with I suppose at a certain age but maybe also connecting the the fish fingers you eat at home with the fish live in the sea may not be the easiest link um let's say I think we have time for one more uh Heng Siang says my mom told me not to eat chicken feet otherwise my handwriting will be chaka ayam that's <laughs> strange. I mean, I thought that, you know, in fact, chicken feet is something that you want to encourage children to eat. I mean, it was one of those parts of the chicken that you couldn't somehow persuade kids to eat. And so I know. On. I didn't feel like you needed a, like needed to convince people not to eat it as much. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much for sharing um, your childhood experiences with us. What's the dumbest thing you believed as a child? This is a question that's being asked on X. Do weigh in. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.